0: Wrestling fans, can you handle this? Mick Foley has been fired from his role as Raw General Manager. Nia Jax has pinned the Raw Women's Champ Bailey 1-2-3 to land herself a spot in the title match at WrestleMania. The Usos are your new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Braun Strowman is still a loser, and we haven't even begun to discuss AJ Styles. This is WrestleRant Radio. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Tommy Sharp alongside Graham GSM Matthews bringing you the front-to-end WWE coverage that you deserve. Listen online at Wrestling.net. Graham, we are nine days away from WrestleMania, and it has been a turbulent journey thus far. WrestleMania caliber matches have been abundant in the last two weeks on both Raw and SmackDown alike. And this week has been no different. As we mentioned at the top of the show, Nia Jax has been awarded a spot in the Raw Women's Championship match after a clean, unadulterated, no-interference win over the waning WWE Raw Women's Champion, Bailey. And in similar fashion, the Usos are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions after a main event-level match that left the Mohegan Sun Arena stunned. All right, enough recap. Graham, thoughts on Nia Jax and the overstacked women's championship matches for both Raw and SmackDown? Where do we begin?
1: Well, first of all, the complexion of the entire WrestleMania card has changed since the last time we talked two weeks ago, Tommy. But this match specifically, yeah, last week or this past Monday night, rather, Nia Jax has officially earned herself a place in this women's championship match at WrestleMania. And rightfully so, She she beat the champion, as you said, Tommy, clean. No controversy, nothing in the middle of the ring. One, two, three on Monday night. Uh, just a straightforward victory for the challenger Nia Jackson. Now we have a fatal four-way for the matchup at WrestleMania for the championship of WrestleMania between Bailey, Charlotte, Sasha, and Nia. Nia's got a fighting chance. She's been a rookie on the rise since the summer. And I think
0: any one of these women can walk out with a title until come WrestleMania. Absolutely. I think any one of these women except Bailey can walk out of this because she can't even look management in the face. She can't look Stephanie McMahon in the eye. She falls one, two, three to Nia Jax. She seems like... a a, a place card holder for any real aggressive champion that's coming up. And it pains me to say this about Bayley who has worked tirelessly on every single asset that she brings into this ring. Graham, are you disappointed at the direction Bayley has taken in the last three weeks? Just a bit. I mean, not even
1: in the past three weeks, I would argue since the moment she arrived on raw, her direction, her focus, her motivation, has been really skewed, has been a bit off, as as opposed to her time in NXT. Uh, I mean, she did capture the championship, she is the current Raw Women's Champion, but only so much can be said for that. I mean, she has fallen victim to Sasha Banks in recent weeks, Nia Jax twice, and granted, she beat Charlotte on Raw and at Fastlane, respectively, but with interference from Sasha Banks. So I think Bailey is really at a disadvantage in this matchup. Now with...
0: with- Everyone looking on, and by everyone I mean Charlotte and Sasha Banks, watching the match uh, backstage, you had to at least feel like I did, that some type of foul play from either person could be involved in this At for nothing else to keep Nia Jax out of the match. I would have ex- expected even Sasha Banks to come out and interfere on – Bailey's behalf by hitting Bailey just to get Nia disqualified from the match and give Bailey the easy win so that none of them had to face Nia Jax at WrestleMania. But now with Nia Jax added into the card it certainly creates a full cluster of pretty much all of the main event players on the Raw side. And we're going to be seeing all of that at WrestleMania in addition to a very stacked SmackDown Women's Championship match where Alexa Bliss, the current SmackDown Women's Champion, will be taking on not one, not two, not three opponents, but all available SmackDown rostered women's opponents will be eligible for her title. How do, how do you feel about the fact that going into WrestleMania... There's no one-on-one competition. There's no heated feuds that are culminating at WrestleMania. Merely everyone has a chance to win everything. How do you feel about that? Really, I mean,
1: at WrestleMania, to me, I'm I'm a traditionalist in the fact that you should earn your spot at WrestleMania. Nia Jax did just that. But with really every match on the card, speaking on a larger scale here, there's a lot of multi-man matches on this card if you look really closely. The tag team title, the women's title for both Raw and SmackDown, Uh, Even the intergender tag team match from SmackDown, John Cena, Nikki Bella, Miz and Maurice. really a lot of these matches, Andre the John Memorial Battle Royal obviously, so of course a lot of these matches are going to feature pretty much every notable name from both Raw and SmackDown, even NXT I'm sure. And other legends that I'm sure to re- that are gonna are bound to resurface at WrestleMania. So I'm not even sure what to expect. You know, come WrestleMania for a lot of these matches.
0: Now maybe this is just hopeful thinking and down the line type of thinking. And uh, it was certainly inspired me when I saw Emma come back with Dana Brooke uh, initially before her injury, but it would have been amazing to see at this point a Raw women's tag team division going in or even debuting at WrestleMania starting off an entire year of this kind of competition because I believe both champions here, Bayley and Alexa Bliss, deserve the one-on-one matchups and have their actual 1v1 moment at WrestleMania that can go down in the history books as a showcase of the top talent at the time. Does this suggest to you that management just can't, understand where their talent is focused right now? They certainly can do this for the men. What? Why Why do the women have to be subjected to their title being taken away without a, without a pinfall direct?
1: I mean, this has been the case for how many years now? Last year we had a triple threat women's championship match, and, and a great match at that. I'm sure this match will surely deliver, but I mean, it, it's just the case that It's been 11 years since that Sunday, since next Sunday, April 2nd, 2006, that we had a one-on-one match for that championship between Mickie James and Trish Stratus, which is even today considered one of the greatest women's matches, if not the greatest women's match, in the history of WrestleMania. There's just a lot of anarchy, a lot of chaos in the Raw Women's Division right now. With Emma, Summer Rae I know is on her way back, hopefully from injury. Paige should hopefully be back on her way at some point in the near future. There's a lot of talent. Dana Brooke recently emerging as a threat to that championship, too, facing Charlotte on Monday night. I'm sure we could see some of these women, you know, make their presence felt come WrestleMania. And also, i got to ask you this too, Tom, uh, for, for the SmackDown's match, for the SmackDown women's match, it's any available woman who wants to go and contend for that championship, Could we see some of these women switch sides a la Summer Rae or Emma jump to the blue brand and go after that championship to getting
0: the opportunities they are not being presented on Raw? I wouldn't put it past management to do backdoor deals and sign things outside of the purview of anybody because they they don't really feel it necessary to inform the audience of what's going on in general anyway. Leaving it so ambiguous uh, gives all of the power back to management. Everything that SmackDown said it wasn't, it has slowly and eroded and become exactly everything it hated. So it's it's very unfortunate to see both Raw and SmackDown not have the management deciding what should be that top match. They've given multiple opportunities, uh, seemingly out of nowhere. And I mean, add, adding the stipulation in for Nia Jax to become part of this match just felt like a a, a whim of Stephanie at the in the moment. You know, how how many how many more of these whims can the champions afford to 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 face before they no longer like value the the title spot considering there's no real fair competition for these champions. You know, what what do you think would be a a more fair competition for Bailey and Alexa uh respectively?
1: One-on-one matches, as you had said earlier, I think a one-on-one match is the traditional right route to go in. Um, the match I had been holding out hope for. I mean, we are gonna see it in in, in a in a sense at WrestleMania between Bailey and Sasha Banks one on one. But you can't forget about Charlotte. You can't forget about Nia Jax. Not to say they shouldn't be competing at WrestleMania. They've earned the right to do so. But maybe just an interpromotional match. I just thought Bailey and Banks was the match we should have got. The match we got on Raw instead a couple weeks ago. Um, but, again, the match will still be great. We'll, so we'll see.
0: That, that is much to our point of these WrestleMania-caliber matches happening on Raw and SmackDown on, on national television, usually in, like, the 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock hour. You know, it, it, in those time frames where they've identified that they're losing viewers, they're putting on these amazingly detailed and, and, and very powerful matches that are are so evocative. And clearly, the entire arena just responds overwhelmingly to how great this competition is and yet the culmination of seeing this at wrestlemania is 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 already the the air has already been let out of it for me to see the conclusion of these things i know rightfully the only thing that is going to make me happy is if bayley and alexa can survive these two tests and come out as champions then you will have something really emotionally gripping if either of these two champions lose, even if they get pinned, they've both been pinned one, two, three, clean already. The, the, the you know, the, the DAC is stacked against them and the writing is on the wall. It seems like these two champions are not going to make it through WrestleMania. And they don't really have a whole lot of say in how to prepare for that either. Much like we saw this past Tuesday when the Usos defeated American Alpha for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Now, if that wasn't the match that we wanted at WrestleMania, Graham, what is?
1: That was it. That we, I mean, we, we've been talking about this for a while. I mean, you yourself, you, you know, you said yourself, Tommy, a couple weeks back, Raw had their WrestleMania at Fastlane. It didn't feel like WrestleMania, but we had a new Universal Champion crowned. We had uh, Braun Strowman get conquered by Roman Reigns. We had Charlotte Street come to an end. SmackDown, I mean, we all really kind of prefer SmackDown Raw for a lot of people, myself included, but SmackDown has to be faulted here as well. Not to put it against the talent, they went out and had a terrific match, but Sheen and Daniel Bryan have got to know that this was a WrestleMania-caliber match. I'm sure we could see a rematch of some sort of WrestleMania, but I don't really want to see another multi-man, tag team, battle royal, gauntlet, whatever the heck they're going to call it, um, this was it. This was the peak of, of what the tag team division is all about for a rather dead division right now on both brands. We've talked about that at length here on the show um, multiple times. But, I mean, it was a great match. I just really would have rather waited to see it at WrestleMania.
0: Absolutely. The the crowd in the Mohegan Sun Arena was so on their feet for that entire match. And I can't blame them. It was phenomenal. The, the front-to-end it was nothing but pure competition. And, you know, the Usos have taken a total different direction with their attitude as of, you know, in the last year, really. And this was them straight competing. It was tag team wrestling. There was no foul play. There was no foreign objects. There was no outside interference. The American Alpha got beat one, two, three. And that's that's just how that the, the, the chips fell on that day for them. But the moment... To do that at WrestleMania to, to really prove that these tenured veterans in the Usos still had far more up their sleeve than as American Alpha on their best day. That would have sent a huge message to the tag team division in the WWE as a whole of who stands where. And if anything, American Alpha is the only team to come along in years to really rival someone like the Usos, who have such good you know experience and, and are are a traditional tag team certainly the new day held on to their tag teams uh, championships for longer than anyone but they have 3 members and could afford to, for one of them to get hurt one of them to get gassed any number of things does that make them the best tag team of all time not in my book but they're they're going to go down in history as one of the best teams in general which i can't disagree with this decision by Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan i disagree with I wanted nothing more, and it seemed explicitly obvious to me that we were going to see the Usos and American Alpha at WrestleMania, and now neither of them have anything slated for the show as of this moment. And they have one week to promote it and, and figure out what that might even be. And I just dread to think, like you said, about the scenario that we have on the Raw side, where we have Gallows and Anderson, the current Raw tag team champions, taking on Enzo and Cass. And now, in similar fashion, Cesaro and Sheamus have been added to the match because they beat Gallows and Anderson, the champions, the tag team champions, clean one, two, three in the ring. So. It feels to me that every single champion has been set up for failure by WWE managers. Stephanie McMahon, obviously she fired Mick Foley, so he may have been working against all of this. And I have to fault Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon as well. They are part of a culture that is creating all of this type of match scenario where champions are falling because of complete distraction by other competition. Graham, your thoughts on the Raw tag side?
1: Whatever happened to number one contenders' matches is my question. Are there not enough teams on the Raw? I mean, I guess I'm kind of I already know the answer to my own question, but are there not enough teams on the Raw side to warrant a number one contenders' match of some sort? Just have, just have Sheamus and Cesaro beat the Shining Stars, if anything, you know, not beat the tag team champions. It makes those guys look like losers. Braun Strowman. Is a loser. He got beat at Fastlane. He got did not get beat on Raw, but he was made to look like a loser he by wa- the Undertaker. He,
0: he he sulked out of the ring. Yeah,
1: and then the night, uh, and yeah, then we'll yeah.
0: get we'll we'll, we'll jump we'll into we'll, 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 that, yeah. we'll jump into Braun Sturman right next because I gotta uh, that's exactly where I was headed. But looking at Enzo and Cass, looking at Cesaro and Sheamus, they have made complete fools out of Gallows and Anderson. And what type of plan can Gallows and Anderson even prepare for going into WrestleMania? Their first WrestleMania as champions, mm-hmm. and and they have absolutely no control over their victory. That seems foolish to me for a, a tag team division to do this at WrestleMania, at Fastlane. If you want to have a new champion coming in, or at uh, what, the what was the SmackDown uh, elimination in, chamber. elimination chamber? If you wanted to have that set in motion, set it in motion. You know, it set it in motion at Fastlane, but. No, unfortunately, this is the scenario that they continue to get these opportunities. Um, I I just don't see a way that the champions in any of these scenarios necessarily have a, a lot of opportunity to win. You know, who do you feel like is going to come out a, a winner in the Raw Tag Match right now? I mean, I, still nine days away, but uh, close yeah, enough.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's hard to say. I mean, between these three tag teams, Gallows and Anderson, they're they're my favorites, but at the same time, they have come up short at every single turn. They have lost to Enzo and Cass on occasion. They have lost to Cesaro and Sheamus God knows how many times. How many times did they lose to the New Day before finally winning those tag team titles earlier this year? Um, Enzo and Cass, kind of the same deal, have never really been able to win when it matters most. Sinzaro so and Sheamus, I, I think people have got to lean towards them. I mean, they're the most unlikely alliance right now and have been for many months, but at the same time, they're former tag team champions. They've really uh, coexisted quite a bit in recent months. So they have the history, they have the chemistry, do the math, they come out as, as the new tag team champions at WrestleMania.
0: I, I, I would certainly uh, hope so because they seem to be the only team with a cohesive idea right now. And that says a lot for where Seamus and Cesaro have been mm-hmm. since they were put together by Mick Foley and now Mick Foley has gone. So getting back to, uh, uh, you know, losers. Uh, I think we need to, to, address, uh, uh, you know, Braun Strowman very directly here. Uh, not only was he beaten at fast lane by Roman Reigns, not only did he walk out in uh, Monday night raw to confront Roman Reigns again, only to sulk out of the ring at the mere sight of The Undertaker. But now, this past Monday, when having a one-on-one match to headline Raw once again, Roman Reigns comes out and is fighting Braun Strowman in a, in a very well-contested match on both sides. And then The Undertaker makes his appearance center of the ring and hands Braun Strowman a victory by slamming <laughs> Braun Strowman to hell. Does Braun Strowman at this point, what chance does Braun even have to make it to WrestleMania this year after being emasculated week after week?
1: Well, let, let's. I'll just say this much for right now. I think it speaks volumes that Mojo Rawley currently has a WrestleMania match, but Braun Strowman does not. At the same time, neither does Samoa Joe or Sami Zayn, but at least they've been prominently featured on Raw in recent weeks, having a great match on Monday. Again, another match I think should have been saved for WrestleMania again. But with Braun Strowman it just it blows my mind is he damaged goods is he is he you know beyond repair at this point absolutely not i mean he can still be salvaged he's still a monster i mean he he looked very good in that match against roman reigns it's just, it blows my mind that we are still 10 days out from WrestleMania and that there is no match set in stone for this guy. You think he would thrive in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, but he's yet to throw in his name in the hat for that matchup.
0: Yeah. And I don't blame him because why would you want to be in, in Associated part of with the Pilly herd failure?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, exactly. Part of the yeah.
0: herd, you know, just part of this massive, yeah. co- like inter, you know, brand competition. When your entire bent, the entire year of destruction that you have laid out, has been about one-on-one competition, I agree. And it, it the the fact that that is such a gripping uh, st- standing point and strong point of Braun Strowman. I mean, like him or hate him for the way that he approaches people in the ring, but he wants real competition. And he's willing to play it clean. There's very there's not a lot of dirty tricks that come out of Braun Strowman's playbook. He's a very clean player when it comes down to it. He's just an impenetrable force. But clearly, Roman Reigns, the big dog of the WWE, has found that chink in his armor, apparently. And I think it's just having good connections with booking so that you put Roman Reigns against The Undertaker and The Undertaker almost scares off everybody else, it seems it 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 is quite alarming but while we're on the subject how do you feel about the undertaker versus roman reigns right now considering reigns now wants to retire the dead man for good
1: i think roman reigns knows what we all dislike about him the fact that th- th- currently i'm not speaking for everyone but there are a lot of people out there who are anti roman reigns there's just a lot of not you know just the way that he presents himself as a conquering hero so to speak people just aren't getting behind that. So for him to say, I'm going to retire the man that you guys love so much is getting under the skin... Uh, of you and I and all the other fans out there, I think it's being presented brilliantly right now between these two guys, who really don't have that much bad blood beyond the rumble spot a couple a couple months ago when Roman Reigns tossed him out of the match. Oh, and this is my yard now. That's that's pretty much it. That's the, the only real base to this bout at WrestleMania. Yeah, and,
0: and despite all of the bright colors and superhero antics that Roman Reigns can you know uh, be glossed upon uh, by the the branding of WWE, Roman Reigns is is a bully of a competitor. And he's a stubborn competitor. He, he's actually very good in the ring. Just, you know, like the, No one can take any of that away from Roman Reigns, and certainly we would not pretend that that is the case for him either. However, the fact that Roman Reigns thinks that he knows better, he, that he has, he has what it takes to just walk in and beat The Undertaker, you know, he couldn't get the job done against Brock Lesnar. He barely got the job done against Braun Strowman and Strowman has only not been able to continue his assault on roman reigns because of the undertaker so because of this i don't see that the undertaker necessarily not the undertaker that roman reigns necessarily has what it takes to beat the undertaker but the dead man has been speared right in the center of the ring i i don't i don't know if that's a a telling sign or not but it certainly means that he can be touched and he is not the Undertaker, the 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 indestructible phenom that we have seen in the past. What do you think is the Undertaker's biggest weakness going into this matchup with Roman Reigns?
1: I gotta say, his age. I mean, logic would dictate the fact that okay, so if Roman Reigns were it was to beat the Undertaker, that would make him better than Batista then Edge, then Shawn Michaels, then Triple H, and the long list of opponents that The Undertaker has beaten at WrestleMania. But this is a different Undertaker. We saw this Taker in the ring at the Royal Rumble, and quite honestly, he did not look all that good Um, at however many years he is now of age. He he is not at the peak. He is not in the prime of his career that Roman Reigns is. Say what you will about Roman Reigns, but this man has conquered everyone who has stepped up uh, to face, including Brock Lesnar, Bray Wyatt, and pretty much anyone else who has faced him in the past couple of years, this is not the same Undertaker that we used to know. And I think that broken down Taker, as we saw on Monday night, getting distracted, if only for a mere minute by Braun Strowman, is what, you know, allowed Roman Reigns to hit him with a spear. So I think come WrestleMania, Roman Reigns definitely has that edge over Taker.
0: Does Taker retire
1: if beaten? That's the question. I think we've all asked that at least once every year going into WrestleMania is this it for Undertaker? Quite honestly, I'm going to say yes.
0: I It pains me to say yes, but I, I certainly believe, again, once again, the writing's on the wall here. Um, I don't recall the Undertaker necessarily selecting Roman Reigns for any particular reason. There, no. there was that one moment at the Royal Rumble. Someone's got to get eliminated. Someone's got to do the eliminating. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot, not not any kind of instant bad blood between any of that roman reigns like the bully that he is came out and basically confronted the undertaker but the undertaker's been confronted by many a foe and friend alike for all kinds of different reasons and competitors certainly more seasoned than roman reigns have fallen very easily Mm -hmm. to the undertaker i just think it's a bit brash for roman reigns to to consider himself the person that can retire The Undertaker. But let's play the scenario out real quick in a little uh, exercise here I like to call What Happens at SummerSlam and Beyond. So, say Roman Reigns does beat The Undertaker. Okay. Say The Undertaker does retire. Roman Reigns is now the man that has, the only other man that has put a chink into The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And not only that, he could be the man that retires The Undertaker, making him a very powerful win over The Undertaker and the legacy of the WWE in general. Now, Brock Lesnar being the only other person to put a win on that category uh, on his side and a loss on The Undertaker's side, does that make Roman Reigns slightly more powerful now in experience and in strength than the beast Brock Lesnar? Now, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania takes the Universal title Away from Goldberg. Do we then inevitably see Roman Reigns take on Brock Lesnar in the rematch from WrestleMania two WrestleManias ago, and and see Roman Reigns finally slay the beast, become Universal Champion for the first time, and have beaten Brock Lesnar, retired the Undertaker, and become champion all within what six months? Just it that that seems like a very probable reality and way that things could go based on the the absolute dominant streak that Roman Reigns appears to be on. What what do you think?
1: 100%. Absolutely. I mean, even putting that aside, even putting that scenario aside, I think it was only inevitable that Roman Reigns went back after Brock Lesnar because they had this great match at WrestleMania 31 two years ago, but neither one of them walked out the winner. That was Seth Rollins. And, I mean, granted, they had that triple threat match at Fastlane last year between Roman, Brock, and Dean Ambrose, which was won by Roman Reigns, but he did not beat Brock Lesnar. So, Roman Reigns, out of all the things that he has done, accomplished so far in WWE, becoming a three-time WWE champion, winning the main event of WrestleMania, beating Triple H, beating Bray Wyatt, beating all these legends, he's never beaten Brock Lesnar one-on-one. And you know that has to be eating away at Roman Reigns. Um, with Roman, probably, in my opinion, beating The Undertaker at WrestleMania, that puts him and Brock on the same level, as you said. But I think that put Roman that, that puts Roman on a level above Brock, because he's not only putting two in 23, 24, and two, whatever it is, he's retiring The Undertaker too, as you said, making Roman a that much more dominant threat against Brock Lesnar. So I think it's only inevitable that they clash for the championship.
0: Yeah, and, and Brock, depending on everything that he's been through with with Goldberg recently, I mean, a lot has been exposed uh, as far as weaknesses go for, for Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And Roman Reigns has only gotten stronger, putting down Braun Strowman how many times on the ground? Most people can't do that at all. So I think Roman Reigns has only gotten stronger and Brock Lesnar has only gotten more anxious about what's to come, even though he's still as hungry as ever. And I certainly believe that that Brock Lesnar and Goldberg will be a a fantastic match, and I certainly hope it doesn't go Brock Lesnar's way, but we'll get into that in a few minutes because I want to talk about the elephant in the room, or at least the elephant I see in the room, and that is AJ Styles versus Shane O'Mac, Shane McMahon. And AJ Styles are going to be fighting in a match at WrestleMania seemingly because it, once again, it feels like management uh, has no idea how to manage their resources or talent and left AJ Styles with nothing to do whatsoever at WrestleMania. And he had to go out and basically brutalize Shane McMahon to the point of career suicide just to get a rise out of management and certainly did. Daniel Bryan says, Oh, I've lost all respect for AJ Styles as a person. And Shane O'Mac is hell-bent on defending what some kind of would-be honor in all of the fact that he has ignored their former champion, the person that carried their brand for almost an entire year. you know. And, and despite AJ Styles not having a fantastic mood, not being a team player, being a show-off, being a tacky and uh, gaudy kind of in-your-face personality, he certainly... Has done everything by the book. He has showed up. He's put in his hours. He's paid his dues. He continues to go out there and fight and scratch. Why did Why did AJ Styles have to go this far just to get on the WrestleMania card? I mean, it seems absurd that we're even talking about AJ Styles not having a match. But here, here we are, and we are we are going to see Shane McMahon, who is a retired wrestler that decides to you know, use his company influence to do whatever he wants, apparently. Is this just Vince mcmahon light?
1: Quite a bit. I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. This reminds me quite a bit of Vince McMahon and Shawn Michaels from 11 years ago. Again, going back to WrestleMania 22. In a match, I think a lot of people kind of written off. Because Shawn Michaels, at that time, a lot like AJ Styles is now, was by far the best wrestler in WWE. But knowing Vince McMahon as he has done, Many, many years before he had to put himself center stage at WrestleMania against one of WWE's biggest stars. And I think a lot of people weren't really appreciative of that. Not that they should have been. But, I mean, the match turned out to be quite a blast. And I think this match could have a similar outcome and being quite good. I mean, we're talking about the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, a guy that, since coming to WWE, has had nothing short of a great match with just about everyone he's encountered. I'm sure Shane will be no different. Um, but the fact that AJ did not have a WrestleMania match prior to this past Tuesday is quite ridiculous, I will agree. And Shane McMahon, once again, putting himself in the limelight a lot like last year in that Survivor Series, replacing Baron Corbin in that 5-on-5 elimination match. Uh, so we'll see where it goes, but I think so far the build to this bout has been exceeding my expectations anyway, and we'll see where it goes and hopefully AJ Styles and beating a McMahon at WrestleMania
0: can earn himself another shot at the WWE championship down the line. Absolutely. I just I just feel like for AJ Styles you know, he's, the only reason he put in so much hard work and cared so much about retaining his title was not so he had to defend it at WrestleMania. It was to prove that he deserved to be in the main event at WrestleMania, and he mm. proved that how many times? How many Multiple. times was he supposed to be in that spot? And then Randy Orton just out of nowhere decides that uh, he, he's not a Wyatt all along, and, and therefore he, he deserves to be back in into the picture. You know, Shane McMahon obviously being the person fighting for AJ Styles to keep his main event spot, um, taken away by Daniel Bryan. Management has no idea what they're doing with AJ Styles. He, he He's ready to go. He's ready to fight, and now he's going to fight against management. We've seen this happen over the years. Stone Cold, CM Punk, whoever it is, eventually they get tired of being tossed around in this vacuum of Shane McMahon basically saying, hey, kids, uh, daddy's going to go and, and play Super Bowl quarterback for a quarter, okay? Check me out. And I'm going to – and I get – look at me. I'm, I'm in the main event spot now. Ooh, I'm special. No, Shane, you're just that much more in power than anybody else. And even the people that work their hardest and put their bodies and their minds on the line every single week, you just get to step in and decide when and where you feel like you need to interject yourself. Easiest decision in the world, you get attacked backstage and violently thrown through a car window, Guess what, AJ Styles, your services are no longer required and we're going to sue you. You know, that that seems like, you know, pretty cut and dry, but not for a McMahon, not for a stubborn, you know, uh, company shareholder like Shane McMahon is. who's in a position of power to keep his employees completely stifled and down. And now he's out there to teach AJ Styles a lesson by driving an elbow into AJ Styles this past Tuesday. All right. So AJ Styles is going to carry Shane McMahon for an entire match, and Shane has some high-flying antics where he's willing to risk himself in front of his entire family to get the job done. Do you think that we're going to see more death-defying kind of risk-taking from Shane and... I just honestly believe AJ's too quick to have to deal with that at WrestleMania. He's just going to, Shane's going to make a fool out of himself, yeah. in my opinion.
1: No, absolutely. I could not agree more. I don't know if you checked it out or not, but I think Corey Graves, I had the exact same thoughts as he did on uh, bringing It to the Table episode two from last week, which was I a did. lot better than episode one. It went well. Huge improvement, but he was like, you know, it, it's a good match, and I, I do see the honor with AJ sharing a ring with a McMahon at WrestleMania. That's huge. He's not facing Bo Dallas here. He's facing Shane McMahon. At the same time, from an in-ring standpoint, he will absolutely have to carry Shane to, um, you know, to a 30-minute, hopefully not, but a 20-minute match, something along those lines. But at the same time, um, with AJ Styles, I mean, Corey Graves made this great point, can Shane hang with AJ Styles? I don't think he can. JBL was like, oh, who can? Well, there's a lot of people who can hang with AJ Styles. John Cena, Dean Ambrose, everyone pretty much who has faced since coming to WWE. I just don't think Shane can I mean we, we saw it Survivor series the guy was
0: in the ring for a half an hour and he was winded ten minutes in well and he was also facing the undertaker who was winded about two minutes in so you know <laughs> yeah. it, it it it's gonna come down to endurance it's gonna come down to to that kind of quickness and AJ Styles is just too phenomenally fast at everything he does. He's going to be vindictive about it now, and he's going to be mean about it now. And I, I I honestly think that Shane McMahon is making a huge mistake not letting Daniel Bryan just fire AJ Styles and at least give Stephanie McMahon the opportunity to pick up a number one talent and have that end up on the Raw side and rub that in SmackDown's face as just a pure example of their blatant mismanagement at the top levels. Speaking of things that... May or may not be uh, uh, over in a blink of an eye. Uh, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar is going to be the Universal Championship match. I think it is now being promoted as the main, main event of all of the main events happening at WrestleMania. Do you believe, before we get into the, the specifics of Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, who did not appear on television this week, do you believe that the Universal Championship deserves to be the headline match? I
1: mean, obviously it has to be either the Universal Championship or the WWE title. Um, It it has to be towards the top. I think having... Not that it needs to be the main event, but I do think it's a big plus to have it in the main event, regardless of who's defending it, challenging for it, whatever. Because, you know, obviously, this is the first WrestleMania with the Universal Championship. you got to give it some credibility. The last time we had a WrestleMania with two world title matches was WrestleMania 28, five years ago. That WrestleMania... And the year before that, the World Heavyweight Championship, which preceded the Universal title many years ago, kicked off the show. What does that say about the World Heavyweight Championship? And obviously, the belt was gone soon after. WrestleMania 29 was not that much better. That was last Mania with two world titles, excuse me. But still, um, I, I do think it's a big plus to have that championship go on last this year.
0: That's a very fair point, and I won't I won't uh, contest that because I think that's very good logic. The only thing I will say about the Universal Championship is that it's not a, a, up until recently, up until Fastlane, the Universal Championship match being a main main event, putting that belt on a pedestal and really giving it some validity. That was going to come out of Kevin Owens mm-hmm. facing a competitor, not two. Legends being brought back and signed to very specific exclusive contracts where they don't have to show up and put in the work every day and now they get center stage for what reason more management manipulation here believing that they can force out whomever they want from a title belt to form the match that they personally prefer. This has nothing to do with WWE fans, the WWE universe, what the shareholders want, what people the competitors want what the backstage wants. it is down to the whim of two people, Stephanie McMahon and Shane McMahon. and you can see that reflected in both championship matches that we have here. So putting management out of the picture here, putting card lineups and match lineups all all on the all on the side right now. Let's look at the possibility of Goldberg beating Brock Lesnar in under 21 seconds. Because that's now the time to beat. He beat Kevin Owens in 21 seconds flat. We talked about that uh, at length uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. But what do you think the chances are that Brock Lesnar doesn't even get, similarly to their first encounter, an offensive move of any type and Goldberg is, is champion within 15 seconds and retains his championship?
1: Quite possible. Quite possible. I mean, we've seen it before. It's not that it's impossible, that it can't happen again. Uh, What are the chances we see the exact opposite, where Brock Lesnar makes short work of Goldberg? I mean, he has now lost to Goldberg twice. He cannot afford to be embarrassed a third time. You know that he's training harder for this WrestleMania than any other WrestleMania that he has ever had, because he has to prove not only to Goldberg and the fans and management, whatever, He has to prove to himself that he is worth every dime that WWE is paying him. And to lose again in such embarrassing quick fashion is going to do damage to the brand of Brock Lesnar. He has to win this match. And not only win this match, he has to now embarrass Goldberg at
0: WrestleMania. Yeah, in front of Goldberg's son and wife and all of the things the all the reasons that goldberg decided to come back to wwe brock lesnar wants to make goldberg regret every second an inch of that decision and um i i, I certainly think that brock lesnar has everything every tool available to him to make this work but he his track record of late is going to suggest that he is going to go down fast mm-hmm. so uh, I'm expecting, uh, like we, we laid out a scenario in which Roman Reigns retires The Undertaker and then, you know, goes on to face Brock Lesnar at either SummerSlam or even further down the line at, at next year's WrestleMania. Who knows how that plays out if Goldberg holds on to his championship, you know? he would, Goldberg was supposed to be a, a flash in the pan. He stuck around a lot longer than that. And could we see Goldberg stick around even more? He he has that selfish streak about him, the same type of selfishness that we saw in WCW when he debuted. That reluctance to let go of his streak, you know, it, it it's like the 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 ring in Lord of the Rings. You put it on and you're just obsessed. <sighs> that is becoming the Universal Championship for a lot of people, but for Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, the WWE Championship match on the SmackDown side of things tensions have never been higher within you know everything that is going on with Bray Wyatt's power his the burning and desecration of his his sanctuary where sister Abigail was buried and even this week seeing a flock of sheep hold Randy Orton in place so he could be confronted by the still very powerful and clearly in control Bray Wyatt doesn't seem like anything Randy Orton has done has really dented Wyatt's spirit outside of that initial burning of his compound what do you, what where do you think this championship match ranks against everything else happening at WrestleMania.
1: I mean, I, I gotta say it's the most personal feud of them all. I mean, I know Brock Lesnar and Goldberg goes back to 2004, but that's quite inconsistent, though. There was a long period of time where they weren't feuding, there wasn't a lot of bad blood there, only in recent months. We talked about it two weeks ago here in the show. This feud has rooted back to the fall of 2016, six, seven months, this rivalry, this bad blood has been brewing between these two guys. And you know, Randy Orton would want nothing else, would want nothing more than to avenge that loss, no mercy last year to Bray Wyatt. And in the process, not only quote-unquote destroying Bray Wyatt and and the force and the power that he now holds as the WWE champion, but taking that title in the process and becoming a X-time WWE champion, whatever it is, 13-time, 14-time, whatever... So I think it's got to rank towards the top uh, for the fact that it's for the WWE Championship alone. I mean, I forgot to mention this before when you were talking about the Universal title, but as much as the Universal Championship, you know, deserves to go on last because it is his first WrestleMania, at the same time, you know Orton has got to be fuming. He is the Royal Rumble winner, therefore he should get the main event of WrestleMania and I mean, it still could happen. Nothing. Not is just sense, a title don't.
0: match. It doesn't just not just a title match for the the brand you yeah. happen to be on. You mm-hmm. won the Royal Rumble yep. against every other available competitor. You're facing Bray Wyatt, who's put in years of blood, sweat, and tears to get to where he is, and he's certainly done his fair share of manipulation. But it's the same can be said about Randy Orton. What can be said about? Why Goldberg and Brock Lesnar get the opportunities that they have, it just comes down to management wanting to see the matches that they enjoy. So do I believe that Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton should conclude the show? Absolutely. Do I believe that that is going to happen? Not at all. If anything, they're already preparing themselves to have that landmark competition against each other to prove almost collectively, that they are a better show than anything else that's happening at WrestleMania. And that is the one match I'm probably the most excited for. Absolutely explosive. Would I have preferred to see Randy Orton take on someone like AJ Styles? I think that would have been even more phenomenal. But who knows? They will probably give it away for free on a SmackDown coming (laughs) to you soon. Uh, Speaking of... uh, A lot of this manipulation coming from management. Obviously, Triple H and Seth Rollins have um, uh, clashed and come together once again to find themselves right back where they started. Seth Rollins is still questionably injured, and Triple H is still just Triple H, just being a master manipulator at the top level. Now, Triple H is offering Seth Rollins a contract for a match at Wrestlemania in which his physical well-being is going to be completely put on the sidelines uh, Seth Rollins is going to sign away anything that is going to connect him to a liability on the WWE's part and was going to be facing Triple H one on one My, the, the question staring all of us in the face is why is Daniel Bryan not offered the same opportunity did you see the tweet that he posted I on Tuesday? I absolutely did, you know, and he he, he as politically uh, carefully as he put his hmm, <laughs> This is a great question if if this is a, an option that uh, superstars can, can have. Worms, yeah. Why why keep it away from Daniel Bryan and I'll tell you why because they cannot contain the reaction. And Triple H cannot contain Daniel Bryan in any way, but he believes he can firmly can contain Seth Rollins here. Does that make Triple H more dangerous in this matchup?
1: Easily. Easily. Because the physician said himself earlier in the evening on Raw this past week, there's a good chance, if Rollin wants to wrestle at WrestleMania, he can. There's a good chance, though, he won't make it to the next night on Raw. Because he can come out of this match very, very hurt at the hands of Triple H. A guy who wants nothing more than to just absolutely destroy the man that he brought up a couple years ago. Um, it's going to be a hold harmless, uh, a hold harmless, is, is that the exact wording of it? Uh, no holds barred, street fight, unsanctioned. I don't care what you want to call it, this is going to be a fight. This match... Other than maybe Randy Orton Bray Wyatt has a lot of bad blood, a lot riding on it. And I'm excited. I mean, we have not seen this side of Seth Rollins, I was going to say, in a long time. Probably ever. I don't know if we have seen this side, this rebellious, you know, aggressive side of Seth Rollins, probably in his entire WWE career, including NXT. And I think if he goes out there, and you know it's WrestleMania. Both these guys, specifically Seth Rollins, wants to go out there and make a WrestleMania moment. Get that WrestleMania moment he didn't get last year. He wasn't competing on that card last year. If he can go out there and prove to the world that he's 100%, that knee is good to go, he's set. And I I, I do see him coming out of this match victorious, despite walking into that match injured.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of bad blood, there are two other major championships that are going to be on the line at WrestleMania, United States Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. United States Championship is going to be Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens. And on the SmackDown side, we're going to see Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin. Almost, you know, direct parallels between these two. I mean, Ambrose and Corbin obviously don't have any kind of friendship to speak of. But between Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, the, the amount of disdain they have each for each other now rivals the amount of disdain that Ambrose has for Corbin. Which of these two matches are you the most excited for? And, and who do you think comes out the winner on, on each side of this? It's hard to say for Baron Corbin and Amber specifically.
1: Um, I'm excited just because both guys have earned the opportunity for this one-on-one match. As I said earlier, I'm more of a traditionalist. I want one-on-one matches at WrestleMania. This is not your typical seven-man, eight-man ladder match, you know, extravaganza. No, it's a one-on-one match for one of the most prestigious prizes in that entire company. Um, I got to go with Baron Corbin. I think he's riding a a huge wave of momentum right now on the one-year anniversary of his WWE debut where he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And Dean Ambrose has just been kind of floundering. Does not really have that same sense of direction that Miz had as Intercontinental Champion. On the Raw side with Jericho and Owens, um, a bit more unpredictable. Both guys have really been at each other's throats in recent weeks. Owens has gotten the better of Jericho more often than not. So i got to give the nod to Kevin Owens as well. I do think we walk out of WrestleMania with two new champions crowned, in Baron Corbin and Kevin Owens. That'll
0: be very interesting to see if Baron Corbin has what it takes since he could not put down Randy Orton this past week on SmackDown Live. But... Dean Ambrose is dealing with a number of chest related injuries, thanks to a forklift dropped on him by Baron Corbin, which is certainly when you can't breathe, you can't run when you can't run, you can't wrestle. And that's going to impact you more than anything. Whereas Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens are coming in pretty much full steam ahead. Um, Kevin Owens, at this point, though, has clearly proven that he can get under the skin of Chris Jericho very easily, and I think distraction tactics are what he does best anyway. Chris Jericho is going to have a hell of a time keeping Kevin Owens from doing every underhanded tactic that Chris Jericho certainly knows about. He's used most of them himself. Mm. But can Chris Jericho really say that he knows Kevin Owens as well as Kevin Owens knows Chris Jericho, who, as we saw this past week... Has been a fan or at least an observer of Chris Jericho for maybe Jericho's entire career. So an outsider looking in, seeing everything that Jericho's ever done, certainly gives him an advantage over Chris Jericho.
1: In addition to the fact that they, they they were quote unquote best friends, I mean Kevin Owens will contest that. And then but there's
0: that there's that recent closeness of the mm-hmm. two of them that gives him an insight as to how to get under his skin. Now Kevin Owens is uh, uh, you know foregoing his immediate rematch for the uh, Universal Championship that he lost at Fastlane. Uh, But he really wants to take something away from Chris Jericho. Do you think Chris Jericho deserves any of that? I think he was nothing but purely supportive and got Kevin Owens every advantage in the world to stay universal champion as long as he did. You know, I don't understand Kevin Owens like motivation for all of this, but I certainly feel like Chris Jericho is in the driver's seat for the moment.
1: I got to agree. I mean, Kevin Owens, week in and week out, has gotten the better of Chris Jericho, as they said. This past week, he laid out Jericho. The week before that, he laid out Jericho. A month ago, on the Festival of Friendship, he laid out Chris Jericho. Jericho, though, has the experience. Kevin Owens has been in only one WrestleMania match before. Jericho's been to the main event. He's faced Triple H, AJ Styles, everyone from, you know, you know, from, from Shawn Michaels to Fandango on the grandest stage of them all. He's been there. He's done that. Yet he has yet to compete in a U.S. Championship match at WrestleMania Two. I think lost in all of this is that U.S. Championship. We really haven't talked a lot about a you know a lot about that because Kevin it Ow- hasn't been defended exactly <laughs> in over a month, and that's the whole reason why they took the title off Naomi on SmackDown because the whole thirty-day rule. But Jericho hasn't defended the belt. It's the whole again the whole management, mess. Man- management, management. Man- management. Man- management. That's, that's that's the key word there. But yeah, it's just the whole mess. But with Jericho and Owens, I got to say though, just one last thing with Kevin Owens. That's the title he had his sights set on two years ago when he initially arrived in WWE and attacked John Cena on Raw. He stepped on that championship in in the middle of the ring on Monday Night Raw, so to kind of go full circle and beat his ex-best friend, so to speak, for that championship, I think is poetic justice.
0: No, absolutely. And 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 what would be more poetic justice than to see the manipulation of management that the Miz and Maurice certainly believe that John Cena is capable of and is the reason why the Miz and Maurice are going to be facing John Cena and Nikki Bella At WrestleMania Um, this past week, a bit of satire uh, on the part of Miz and Maurice coming out. um, Total Bella's uh, briefly renamed total bullshit um, (laughs) by the Miz and Maurice, who, uh, you know, have nothing but uh, mean and hurtful and spiteful things to say about John Cena and Nikki Bella's relationship going so far as to really make. Their taunts very personal about the fact that John Cena and Nikki Bella are not married and they are as if to say that that's somehow so desperately missing in their life that they just can't be complete without it. Some, you know, some kind of uh, uh, allusion to all of that. Meanwhile, it doesn't seem to, to, to face John Cena or Nikki Bella in, in one direction whatsoever. I think they, any if you watch Total Bellas, it seems like they're both very comfortable with their lives in the way that they're structured and what they do. It doesn't seem like anybody is unhappy on that side with any arrangement that they have and everybody deserves to be happy in their own definition. So the Miz and Maurice are trying to flaunt some traditional values in their face for whatever reason. And they are the least traditional and the most tacky human beings that exist in the WWE today. That being said, I think there's enough spite and vengeance in The Miz and Maurice combined that John Cena and Nikki Bella really have something that they need to be mindful of. What do you you think are the chances that The Miz and Maurice have against John Cena and Nikki Bella?
1: They're focused. I don't think Cena and Nikki are all that focused on the task at hand here. I think they're elated to finally be tagging together, which is great. I mean, John Cena and Nikki Bella have never teamed prior to this point which blows my mind considering the fact they've been in the same company for so many years but I mean it, it's cool they're finally getting this opportunity but at the same time I feel like they're more focused on each other which is great they're in love awesome Miz and Maurice are in love too but they're, they're more focused despite all the hate and all that spite going towards John Cena and Nikki Bella they're focused on the task at hand and taking out Cena and Nikki on the grandest stage of them all so I gotta give the edge to uh, Ms and Maurice here
0: Oh, and, and that, that is uh, a very uh, careful observation about what we've seen in this entire matchup. Now let's take the scenario that John Cena and Nikki Bella do win over the Miz and Maurice with okay. all of this taunting about wedding rings and being married going on. Do you think if John Cena were to really pick a moment and it was going to be in a wrestling ring to propose to Nikki Bella, is this John Cena's way of stealing the entire media spotlight away from WrestleMania? would would we be watching wrestlemania or an episode of total divas is my question right and how and how how carefully would that play into everything that's going on outside <laughs> yeah. of the wwe yeah. creating uh, endless amounts of not only backstage controversy but WrestleMania will be known as WrestleMania 33. Will be known as the WrestleMania that John Cena proposed to Nikki Bella. That's the kind of impact that John Cena brings to this match. At any moment, he can just say, "Nah, I am the main event," and I'll prove that because everyone the next day is not going to be talking about whether Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar or whether Bray Wyatt lost to Randy Orton or Seth Rollins, you know, hobbled away or got one or is the true King Slayer. Roman Reigns retired? No, it will be that John Cena proposed to Nikki Bella. In the middle of a wrestling ring at WrestleMania,
1: and that's exactly what Miz and Maurice have been talking about this entire this entire time. They're going to run off. They're going to go get married, and there won't be on SmackDown. Miz and Maurice will still be there. That's that's the funny thing in all of this. I feel like they are exactly right. Win, lose, or draw. Miz and Maurice are the real winners in all of this. In, in my opinion. all of this,
0: and they have put in every bit of work to get there. Uh, much like another man who's going to be fighting for the only other available title left on the table. Uh, outside of the fact that the Usos uh, are champions and don't have a match. Um, (laughs) Austin Aries will be fighting against Neville, who is the currently the self-proclaimed king of the cruiserweights and cruiserweight champion. The cruiserweight championship match between Austin Aries coming out in full force this week. I, I am just, between this match, Bray and Randy, um, I, I think those are got to be the staple standout matches that are going to be taking place at WrestleMania this year. Um, Neville has been a dominant force, but we have not seen Austin Aries go, have this full push for competition uh, in, in a long time. Do you think Austin Aries is ready to take on Neville?
1: He is. I mean, I know he's been out of the ring for so long, but at the same time in his wins over Arya Daivari, Tony Nese... I mean, Neville's ready too, but I mean, Austin Arias is the bigger question mark because he's been out of the ring for so long, you know, rehabbing that eye injury. But at the same time, you got to remember he may not have been wrestling these past couple months, but he has been on commentary watching everyone and everything in that cruiserweight division. He has been watching and calling every single one of Neville's matches since coming back in late December. So he knows Neville inside and out. They may not have yet gone one on one in the ring. Which is what makes this match exciting to me. We have so many rematches. Bray and Randy, you know, Goldberg and uh, Brock Lesnar. All these other rematches. First time ever. Austin Aries, Neville. Biggest blockbuster marquee match the Cruiserweight division can do right now. But bottom line, to
0: answer your question, I think Double A is ready for WrestleMania. Absolutely, he's, res- he's ready for WrestleMania. There's nothing he's been thinking about more than this opportunity to become a new fat force within the cruiserweight division and Austin Aries brings so much to the table uh, that I don't think Neville has seen in the other competition. You know, certainly uh, Brian Kendrick has is too much of an ego. TJ Perkins is too green. Uh, um, so, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Cedric Alexander, but um, Tony Nese, um any of the other competitors that we've seen fall to Neville uh, certainly have their their obvious hang-ups Austin Aries has been an observer he's watched and called a lot of this competition he knows what he's getting into with Neville and I don't think that Neville is quite ready to see the analyst that Austin Aries really is and that's what made him so good on commentary is that he could psychologically break down anyone and anything that was going on in the ring and to see him do that to Neville inside the ring is going to be a real treat now, another treat that we're treated to every year at WrestleMania is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So far, only a handful of names have been thrown into the mix here: Apollo Crews, Mojo Rawley, Kurt Hawkins, and The Big Show. Now, Big Show has been attached to this idea that he's going to be facing Shaquille O'Neal in some capacity. Do we see Shaquille O'Neal make an appearance in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Does Shaquille O'Neal take the whole thing? <laughs> You know, um, uh, what what do you you think? Uh, I mean, obviously, there's still a lot of competitors. I mean, we've talked about uh, Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe not having anything to do in WrestleMania right now. The Usos, American Alpha. I mean, there's a lot of people that certainly don't have uh, anything attached to their name right now uh, or is being promoted as such. And the New Day is just hosting. So, uh, where do you think this leaves? I mean, we have a, we have Rusev available. We have Jinder Mahal. Obviously, they're not getting along so much right now. Um, who else do you think we might see in this match? And and where do you rank this on, on the whole spectrum of everything that's happening in WrestleMania?
1: I mean, it's got to be at the bottom. I hate to say it. it. It's been kind of on the bottom ever since it started three, four years ago. Um, on the Shaq note, I think, I mean, we could still see it. Um, but we did see Shaq Pete in the Battle Royal itself last year, and that's kind of where all the buzz surrounding this match kind of kicked off a year ago at WrestleMania. So, I mean, it would be kind of weird if they did it again, but it's possible. Um, I heard Rusev might be hurt currently, so that's why we have not been seeing him on Raw. I might be wrong on that front, so we'll see. But, I mean, that still leaves the rest of the roster. Dolph Ziggler, you know, like the guys I mentioned earlier, Bo Dallas, Titus O'Neil, all these other guys, I'm sure they will throw their name in the hat either next week or at the last minute. Traditionally, they've had 20 to 30 guys in the Battle Royal. I think last year they had 20. Um, But the fact that there was literally no mention of the match this past week at all. Every single match we've talked about for the past hour here on the show has obviously been hyped up in some form or fashion over the past seven days. (laughs) This match has not been. We did see the week before with Big Show and O'Neill and Raleigh and Ziggler. This match, or this week rather, absolutely nothing. So I'm sure, like I said earlier, we will see some sort of surprise. Maybe like a Diamond Dallas Page again or, you know, God forbid, a a Finn Balor or a Kurt Angle, whatever. But four guys out of potentially 20 or 30 combatants is not really all that impressive to me.
0: Well, certainly we're going to be seeing so much more of this fleshed out in the only one week remaining before we get to WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, Florida. Hopefully everything that we talked about today Going top to bottom on the card for WrestleMania Is going to be filled out And some of our questions are going to be answered Going into next week Tune in next Thursday For our full front to end analysis Final recap on everything That we might see or hope to see happen At WrestleMania 33 Check us out online at NextEraWrestling.net Graham, I will see you next week Ladies and gentlemen, you've been great We have been WrestleRant Radio.